Good morning. We'd like to welcome you to our service this morning at Ascension Lutheran. And uh, today is the sixth Sunday of Easter. And our service is going to, going to uh, uh, focus upon our epistle lesson for today from uh, Peter's, First uh, Peter, uh, talking about the witnessing that we, we can do to the hope that is within us. So we hope that uh, you will enjoy our service as we begin our opening hymn, Dear Christians, One and All Rejoice. It is found in the Lutheran service book, 556, and we're going to sing the first five verses. Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Three days we have quickly sped. He rises glorious from the dead. 
All glory to our risen head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Even as we glory in the gift of eternal life, in that hope we spend our days in joyful repentance and faith. Let us confess our sin, the sin that still so easily besets us, and receive the full forgiveness our Lord daily provides for us. Lord God, through the strife, although the strife is over, the battle done, and now is the victor's triumph won, sin still hangs on. We are your baptized people. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us into Easter, our Easter joy. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, announce that grace of God to you. And in the stead, by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Forever, O Lord, your word is firmly fixed in the heavens. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You have established the earth and it stands fast. By your appointment they stand this day, for all things are your servants. In your law, if your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. We'll now hear a special number. you 
Father, you protect your children from all that would harm our salvation. Give us the courage of faith and love towards you that we have boldness to live for you and confess your holy name before all. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading for today comes from the book of Acts, and we find that Paul is in Athens. Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers also conversed with him. And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign, of foreign uh, dignitaries. And because he was preaching Jesus and the, and the resurrection. And they took hold of him and brought him to Areopolis, saying, may we know what this this new teaching is that you are presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know, therefore, what these things mean. 
Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So Paul, standing in the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your, of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God in the hope that they might feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he actually is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, as even some of our own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone or an image formed by the art and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked or overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed the day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance by all raising him from the dead. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, now here is a special selection on the bell by Blanche and Mark.
The epistle lesson for today is from 1 Peter chapter 3, verse, beginning with verse 13, and this is part of our sermon text for today. And this, of course, is talking about suffering for Christ. Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts regard Christ, the Lord, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect, having a good conscience so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for good if that should be God's will than for doing evil. For Christ is also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but being made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being built in which a few, that is, eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels and authorities and powers having been subjected to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. We know that Christ is being raised from the dead, will never die again. Death no longer has dominion over him. Hallelujah. In the world that you will have tribulation, but take heart that I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father and my Father in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ.
Mercy and peace be multiplied unto you from our Lord and from our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today comes from Paul, or first, uh, Peter's first epistle to, to us from chapter 3, beginning with verse 15. In the name of our Lord and our Savior, dear Christian friends, there is an old... Chinese parable about a poor man who lived with his son in abandoned fort. And one day, the horse that they had owned and depended on to haul their vegetables to town and their only means of support ran away. And when the neighbors heard about it, they went to that old man and expressed their sympathy. Too bad, they said. How do you know it's bad, the old man replied. Well, the horse returned and brought back with him a dozen wild horses. And the neighbors, and the neighbors said, that's good. How do you know it's good, he asked. When my son tried to tame the horse, or the horses, he broke his leg. Bad, they said, very bad. How do you know that, the old man replied. Shortly after, a war broke out, but my son was laid up and did not have to go to the front to fight the war. Events by themselves are often looked as hopeless situations. But no setback, failure, and loss or suffering stands alone. Always there is another chapter follow. Always there is a final word, and that word is God's word. And throughout his epistle, Paul calls attention, or Peter calls attention, to suffering. But in every instance, it has a good consequence. Peter, in our text, urges his readers to prepare to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give a reason for the hope that you have. And this is a living hope given to them by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Elsewhere, he reminds them to pay attention to the Word of God, that by it you may grow. You can grow up in your salvation. The hope is kept alive as they meditate on that Word. Everything, Paul tells us, that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance and the encouragement of the Scriptures, we might have hope. In the Bible, we see again and again that God will not give up even when the situation seems hopeless. 
Some 800 years before the birth of Christ, there was a prophet named Hosea. And he bought his faithless wife, Gomer, from her lovers for the price of a slave. He tried to win her back with love and with patience. His way with hers typified God's dealing with the wayward nation of Israel. I am now going to allure her and speak tenderly to her. I will give her back her vineyards and will make the valley of Achor a door of hope, we read in Hosea. Still, he seems to waver between punishing and forgiving his chosen people. Ephraim, that's another his name for Israel, is joined to idols. Let him alone. And you think it's all over, but later on it says, It is I who taught Ephraim to walk, taking them by the arms. How can I give you up, Ephraim? For I am God and not man. We have a clear picture in Hosea, a clear picture of the heart of God. And we are to give reason for the hope with gentleness and respect. Peter had learned those words harshly spoken, even though they were true, turned people off. But besides the witness by words, it is evident that the witness of our lifestyle is is also effective and necessary. And one of the finest examples of this is the advice in, of, of, to Christian women who are mar- who have married pagans. He said, be submissive to your husbands so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won without words by the behavior of their wives when they see purity and reverence of your life. And so also husbands are urged. In the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as a, weep, as a weaker partner and as heirs with you of a gracious gift of life. And even to civil rulers, believers are to show respect. He says, submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every authority instituted among men, whether it be to the king as to the supreme authority, or to the governors. For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of the foolish men. Repeating that, Christ died once for all, the righteous and for the unrighteous. Peter presents a reason for the hope. In our ancient creeds, echo his words, he descended into hell to proclaim victory. He rose triumphantly from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and he sits at God's right hand to rule over all things. Many fine films depicting the life of Christ with color and drama have been produced in our day. But unfortunately, they usually end with the crucifixion. And we may find it difficult to relate to the Lord's exaltation. That he was born and he ate and drank and he suffered pain. These human experiences we can share with him. 
But the descent, the ascension, and being at God's right hand are not part of our own existence. And yet, it is important that we consider each one of these steps or stages of his exaltation if we are to be witnesses to the hope that we have. Christ did not descend into hell to give those who died in unbelief another opportunity to believe. Therefore, our witness is urgent that it may, be, it may be the only time the questioner will hear the good news of salvation. The Savior's ascension into heaven is linked with his visible return when every eye will see him. And that he rules over everything in heaven and on earth assures us that even as the kingdom of glory and, the, and power is real, so also is his kingdom of grace. My word will not return to me empty, but will achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And because God works through his word, we can be effective witnesses to the hope that we have, although for a moment it seems to produce few, if any, results. Because God will have the last word, we will not give up. Joseph Conrad in Typhoon is an epic story of the sea, furnishes us with a picture of this very thing. Winds and waves pound the ship as the, shaler, as the sailors shout to the captain. The lifeboats are going now, sir. Again and again he hears a voice with a penetrating effect of quietness in the enormous discord of noises as if sent out from some remote spot of peace beyond the black wastes of the gale. All right. And through the turmoil that threatened the safety of the disciples in that tiny boat on Galilee, that tested their faith of the early Christians in Peter's day and still threatens us today comes the voice of him who conquers all. Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. We'll now hear a special number again.
our Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this portion of our, our service, we would be having our offering. Again, we want to thank you for supporting the the mission of Ascension Lutheran, and we hope that you continue to, to uh, uh, support the mission efforts of our church by sending your offerings in, into the church office or by other means that you have chosen. We'll continue with the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their various needs. 
for the faithful proclamation of Jesus Christ to those who do not know him, that through the hearing of the word of, of the Lord, many may be brought to faith and to the knowledge of the truth. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the church of God here and everywhere, that all who confess Jesus Christ may be united in doctrine and witness, defended against all the assaults of the enemy and eager to, to gather together around the word and sacrament in love for one another, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this parish, for the work of the kingdom in our community, and for the resources to accomplish all that God desires, that his name may be glorified among us and his purpose fulfilled in our words and works. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the agencies and the institutions through which we love our neighbor and provide for those in need, for the destitute and the homeless, and for everyone who suffers unemployment and underemployment, that we may aid them in their needs and assist them to find honorable labor to supply all their needs. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the lonely who suffer the burdens of life without friendship or family, for those depressed or weary of the epidemic measures, and for the fellowship of the church, that we may bear one another's burdens and live in community with Christ as our head. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the sick and those who suffer, especially of those in our congregation, which we name before you, Norma, Clara, and Bob, Jackie, Sam, James, Elise, Gary, Lou, Harold, Hannah Grace, Carol, Jake, Marcy, Karen, Amy, Elsie, Loretta, Jackie, Bill and Lillian, Eliza Rose, Darlene, Carolyn, Florence, Richard, Nancy, Linda, Dawn, Eleanor, Clara, Ralph, the family of Margie, Fletcher, and Gloria, and also those that we name before you in our hearts. And we pray that God would grant healing to their bodies, peace for their minds, and consolation in their grief and sorrows. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the love of godly things, that we may delight in God's word and walk in, in his ways, and for the spirit that we be led into all truth and kept from error and false doctrine, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the nation, for those who lead our nation, for the end of the epidemic, for peace among nations, and for an end to terror and violence, that we may work for the common good so that justice may prevail. Life be protected and truth abound. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. O Lord, our God, we recall the obedient life and, and life-giving death of your Son for our salvation. We pray you to strengthen our faith and to make our hearts bold that we may not fear to address our prayers to you in all humility. Hear us on behalf of Jesus Christ, our great high priest, who even now stands before you in our behalf, pleading our cause with his own blood until that day when we are delivered from the changes and the changes of this mortal life and stand before you in heaven. 
Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Receive the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you peace. Amen.